You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather around, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hello. Hey, Sean. Did you watch some football this weekend? I watched a little bit, yeah. Did you happen to watch the uh, Miami-Baltimore game? I did not. So, (laughs) I... I'm assuming lots of people have seen this. That was play. last Thursday, right? Yeah. I can't have had something I was doing. But it, I just loved it so much. I had to bring it up. The, they have a right guard that plays for Miami named Robert Hunt. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, a screen pass called on the goal line. And you screen know, pass on the goal line. Yeah. Or, or not maybe 10 yards out, something right. like that. But, uh, you know, when you see a screen pass, the offensive linemen kind of go out and set up to block, right? They're not. Mm-hmm. So, for whatever reason, Robert Hunt like goes out there, but instead of setting up to block, he turns and looks at the quarterback. And as the quarterback throws, he steps in front of the pass and catches it. In front and, of Gaskin, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it was Gaskin. Yep. Uh, he catches the ball and he makes this amazing play to get into the end zone. Like he runs for the end zone. It's a penalty, right? Though. Well, hold on. So he's running in the end zone. He he like gets upended, so he's like upside down in the air. Yeah, he has like a John Elway esque. Yeah, land on his head, kind of a thing. He has a presence of mind to stick the ball out as he's upside down in the air. Gets it across the goal line, yeah. lands on his head, as you just mentioned. None of it counts because he hadn't declared eligible. I don't know what he was thinking stepping in front of this pass or even looking the way of the quarterback on a play like that. But it was awesome. I did I did tweet it. If you want to check it out, haven't seen it already. I can't believe can, I, I've missed this. But You can find it at SteelPod on Twitter, but it's awesome. Okay. The, the other thing you really needed to see, maybe you saw this. Did you Roundtree? see I yeah, saw Roundtree's yeah. uh, touchdown celebration? I, I love the fact that he looked like he... Uh, got like seven feet in the air, like like it was so like Walter Payton esque. He got really high on his dance. No, no, I'm talking about when he went yeah. in. No, it yes, was. It his was... dance was was impressive as well. It was a yes. The touchdown was also impressive. He got way up there, but yeah, the the dance is something you got to see. That's how you get. That's how you score when you don't, don't like. If you do that, it defeats the just collapsing thing that you were concerned about with him. <laughs> now you've brought that up several times. I can't tell if you're making fun of me or him. Mostly you. <laughs> I'll I'll send you tape. Okay. I'll send you tape. All right. Uh, but yeah, that is also on uh, on Twitter at SteelPod. If you haven't seen it, you can go check it out. Excellent. Yes, we uh, this episode we have some guys that uh, I would call are acquirable. They're gettable, and they might be. They may help you. Yeah, I, I hesitate to call them league winners, but they might help you on your run for the championship here. Uh, and we picked these guys specifically because they have easy matchups going forward against their position. And like I said, they probably are guys you can acquire without spending too much. Right. And this is like, we're not, there's not, like, this is all, this podcast is like 99% of it's about 
the future and contracts and planning and whatnot. This is really just short term. What are you going to do here? So this, like, whatever the person's contract is or whatever, you got to work that out for yourself. But, but, uh, but this, we're just looking at this in a very short window. Exactly. So we are going to flip things upside down. We're going to start with the tight ends here this episode. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. And we actually only have one tight end. And you can <laughs> tell that we're talking about gettable guys because we're talking about CJ Uzama mm. from the Bengals. Uh, the reason is I'm most of these guys, I'm going to go through the matchups that they have, why we think they're uh, weaker matchups, and... Um, and then make a case for maybe going and picking these guys up. So Uzama gets the Ravens and the Chiefs in week 16 and 17. So in the final uh, stretch run for your playoff championship, Ravens are ranked 25th in the league against tight ends and the Chiefs 27th. So definitely not very good against tight ends. Um, then they get the Raiders next week. So you can you can look down the road to the end of the season, the end of the playoffs and next week they get the worst defense in the nfl versus tight ends in the raiders next week so you can cash so it in starts on out too. right away good but then there's but you know like you can't play them the whole time right exactly play them the whole time exactly and just be fairly warned here they do get the uh 49ers and broncos in weeks 14 and 15 and they're pretty decent against the tight end but otherwise he's got a pretty easy schedule for a tight end going forward he's a little bit of a touchdown or bust guy yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of those players that I think um, flashes occasionally. And like, yeah, he had one week earlier this year where he just had a, a monster week where he 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 uh, um, just seemed all over the field. And you're like, well, is this a breakout for CJ Uzoma? And then, no, not so much. But right. but he's not. It's not like he he's he's not like one of these guys that doesn't have talent. Like he he does. Uh, he just happens to be on a team where there's a couple other good pass catchers there, and and so his. His usage is going to be erratic, and I guess you're highlighting some weeks when they are likely to look his way more. Right. So if you happen to be in a position where you're uh, a little thin at tight end and you're making a run. <laughs> so you've got Gronk- Gronkowski as your only viable tight end. Something like that. So who would do that? <laughs> Uzama's a guy you might consider going and grabbing. All right. All right, moving on to wide receiver, Sean. Corey Davis is the first name I'm going to throw out there. Uh, he is the wide receiver 25 right now in points per game. He's uh, You might think, oh, it's Corey Davis. He's on the Jets. Well, mm. he's the wide receiver 25 uh, with Zach Wilson and Mike White throwing him the ball. So They don't have anybody better unless you want to go Josh Johnson. But right. like that's that's what you got with the Jets. Right, it's but not he, like they've got, oh, and Cam Newton's coming in or, you know. Yeah, that's not happening, right? Uh, but I, I'm not scared away from him too much given that now again he's not going to be the guy that you ride on his shoulders to uh fantasy football glory but he could be a useful piece for you in your stretch run here uh he does get a good bucks defense on championship weekend uh so you might have to plan otherwise uh for week 17 but he gets the dolphins twice uh the rest of season they're the 27th defense against wide receivers going forward or have been 27th uh, this far in the season um, and they get the Dolphins once in the playoffs as well so it would be nice to get that match up there uh, they also get the Saints which are the 31st ranked defense is that that's pretty bad right Sean 30, that's pretty bad 31st I think there's only 32 teams in the NFL right so they get the Saints in week 14 when you're trying to clinch your division um, so 
those are those are some nice matchups for. I wide still can't receivers. get used to that. By the way, week fourteen, like not being a playoff week, it's yeah. still, it's still, uh, it doesn't ring like true to me. It feels like, feels like we're in some twilight zone where people are actually playing the championship game in week seventeen, which they are doing, but it's just not the last week. That's right. So it's just I'm mentally I'm a little thrown off. It won't take you time. long though. You'll you'll get around to that. I'm still hoping the NFL will go back to a sixteen week schedule with. With a second bye week, see, oh, then they get the, they get the TV revenue, and we get fantasy um, schedules that work out better. So. Well, I actually like this schedule because you get to play everybody. If assuming you're in a 12 team league and and have kind of that typical playoff setup, you get to play every team in your league this way. We always missed a matchup. Yeah, but if you did, if you had 16 weeks and you just had an, a second bye week like they did in I think it's 1993. The season is also 18 weeks long total, mm. so it's the same. So mm. you get to then you go get to go back to playing everybody, uh, and then your division mates twice, and then uh, but you just don't have to have the teams finishing like I don't know I don't know what the uglier number is for you. Is it is it eight and nine? Is gotcha. that the worst schedule? I don't, worst record you, you've heard? I don't know. Two and fifteen. That's a good point. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And and the schedule you what it is it was fourteen games at one point in time, right? Like well, like back, way when, back. when OJ played. Yeah, yeah, it was fourteen. He played. He 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 got two thousand yards in a fourteen game season. Wow. That was before my time, but yeah. All right, just one last thing about Corey Davis. He also gets the Jags in the semifinals. They're not a terrible team, but they're bottom half defense against wide receivers. So. Corey Davis, a guy you might so, be able to grab. So Corey Davis, so one of the things that I think is a little interesting with Corey Davis, if you look at him, like he's had a lot of mediocre weeks and then a few big weeks. Um, and it hasn't necessarily corresponded with one quarterback versus the other. Um, two of his big weeks were with Zach Wilson. One of them was with Mike White. Um, uh, well, Mike White. I think was throwing four interceptions. These were the receptions that he that were not interceptions. But my reason why I bring that up is that I think um, I think there's at least sometimes when you when you see somebody who's a little erratic and you have it tied to one quarterback versus the other, um, I would be maybe a little more wary or I'd want to check that out. I just don't see any sign of that. I do think Zach Wilson's going to be um, quarterbacking as much as his body will allow. I think that they want him on the field. Um, and uh, and I, I do think that um, we've seen at least one game of production by Mike White. I, honestly, I think people who um, were like, oh, Zach Wilson's terrible, I think they just don't really – I think anybody can have like a random big week. Um, and I, and I, I actually am more intrigued at what Zach Wilson does now that we have Michael Carter doing something. Um, so I, I really actually am kind of optimistic that the Jets might actually start doing a little bit more because I just think Zach Wilson's is, is like twice the quarterback of Mike White, not even close. So Although I did see a quote from Zach Wilson saying he needs to play more like White. Yeah, no, Mike I get White. that. He's being nice. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> he's being nice. I mean, he's, he seems to be a really nice guy. I, I, really, I think a I nice think, boy. He, he looks like a nice boy. He looks <laughs> like he's 13. But, but I think, yeah, I just I, – I, I th- the the whole thing with the Jets, at least my belief with the Jets, is I think they're rostering the right players. And this process of actually improving is going to take a while, and they're going to have to improve their offensive line a lot. 
um, you know, that doesn't mean they can't take a little step in the next few weeks. Right. And, and if you can land a guy who, like I said, he's, he's doing it already, right? Wide receiver 25. Right. In that, and what's happening in New York. I think you just have to figure out that he's probably going to, he's, his floor is he's going to get you uh, four catches for 40 yards. Like that's not great, but it's not a disaster either. And then uh, his ceiling is, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, and I think that you might – I just think you're going to see more of that. So I'm with you on more, that. More of the 100 yards and a touchdown? Yeah, I think, you, I think you're going to start seeing a little more production. And I think actually the emergence of Elijah Moore, or at least the uh, availability that he – he didn't mm-hmm. do much this last week. But, but the idea that he's going to be taking some coverage and they can do more interesting things with him, I just think that – yeah, I think that Corey Davis is a player, a guy that you can put into your a lineup if the need arises. I'm not going to probably start him over a top level guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that for sure. Right. I mean, but if you're you're looking for somebody to throw in your flex, I think that's a possibility. All right, on to Hunter Renfro. Oh, uh, it hurts me to to talk about Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Well, yes. I, again, not going to be riding on his shoulders to fantasy glory, but he does see bottom half defenses versus wide receiver in the Chiefs and Cowboys uh, during the the end of the regular season here. But he also gets the worst wide receiver defense in the league in Week 13, which is Washington. He gets the Browns. That's amazing, by the way, that Washington is the worst. Yeah, like. Yeah. It's I, like, like weren't, what, that's last, not what we expected. Weren't, weren't we talking about Washington being a really good defense last yeah. year? Yeah. Just last year. What yeah. happened? I don't know. Different coach? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Renfro also gets the Browns, Broncos, and Colts in the playoffs, and they're all bottom 10 defenses against wide receivers. Now, I do think Renfro, he's, he's a guy who's going to get you 40, 50 yards in a game. I don't see him racking up the yardage. He's averaging but, about 48 yards and, and a touchdown on, on, I think, a bunch of catches. Like, it's like Juju Smith-Schuster-esque. It's like, I can't remember, it's like seven catches for like 48 yards. Like, in a PPR league, that's, that's, that's very serviceable. Right. Uh, but I do think you're going to need to see him. Can, he scored in his last two games with rugs out. I don't know if that's actually a, a, a connection you can make <laughs> that, that has anything to do with rugs. Well, being somebody gone. has to c- catch the football. Henry Ruggs isn't coming back. Right. Brian Edwards is not that good, or at least isn't going to be a consistent player. Um, and so I th- the thing about Hunter Renfro is that he's extraordinarily consistent. You know, he's 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 going to be always going to be looked at for just get a first down, you know, find Hunter Renfro. It's going to be a lot of that and Waller. And I just think that Brian Edwards will get a little bit of work here and there. Deshaun Jackson will catch a few balls. But um, if I'm looking for consistent production, I think Hunter Renfro is going to catch a lot of balls down the stretch of the year. Yeah. And like I, I was mentioning, I do think he'll have to score um, in order to really be a factor down the stretch here. But Waller's been kind of a disappointment this year, really, um, overall in that area. So I think there's there's chances there for Renfro to to yeah. be a contributor to your uh, your fantasy champion. All right, let's switch uh, switch to the running back position. I'm going to continue to bag the, bang the drum uh, for Melvin Gordon. 
Um, I I see him as a gettable guy because he's older and his future. We just talked about like the last two weeks. Yeah, so I guess I won't say a lot about Gordon himself, but the the teams he faces, he gets the Chargers, who's the thirty first ranked defense against running backs twice rest of season. That's not good. Although one of them is a championship game, right? Right. It's one of them is in week 17. So if you can get there with Gordon, that's a really nice matchup for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets the Bengals, uh, the 26th defense against running backs in week 15. Uh, sees the Raiders in week 16. They're not, not bad, yeah. but not great. Yep. They're just kind of middling. Uh, and then earlier in week 14, he gets the Lions, the 29th defense against running backs. So, um, yeah. A gettable guy. I think the one one thing I am a little worried about, the Broncos have their bye this week. And we've people have kind of been clamoring for Javante Williams to just take over there. Right. There is that possibility. We've seen teams do this on their bye weeks where they switch their uh, their offensive philosophy and go to the rookie. Yeah, so I, I could see that if the Broncos are doing really well and they're pushing for a high-level playoff seed or something like that. Right now, they have the chance of just playing a lot of Melvin Gordon, right, and burning up his his uh, his using his legs while they have him, and um, saving that wear and tear on Javante Williams. And I I just I don't think they'll do that. I think they're likely to continue to split these guys. And, and unless somebody gets nicked, you know, and you you can't really predict that. But I do think that the idea that they're just going to switch to Javante on a bye week when um, I don't think, I mean, I think he's better, but I don't, it's not like such a dominant thing. And by the way, there's things that Melvin Gordon um, can do in, in terms of having experience and pass protection and whatnot that will always keep him on the field for a decent amount of time. So, And there's not really a lot of reason to put the wear and tear on Williams at this point. Yeah, if he was way better than Melvin Gordon, then I'd be like, sure. Right. But I I I think he's better, but he's better at one thing, which is running the football. I don't know that he's better at everything. All right. We have one more run no two more running backs for you. Mark Ingram. I like up- I, I I really like the Mark Ingram pick, by the way. All this right. was your pick and I'm and I I like agree. Him. Yeah, I agree. Well, well, all right, I'll, I'll make my case uh, to the rest of the people here as well. And the Saints get softer running back matchups versus the Eagles and the Cowboys over the next two weeks. Plus, they get the Jets, which is the worst defense against running backs. It's like the Jets are bad against everything, almost. Almost. Uh, in week 13, the Jets play the Saints. So, um, Also, uh, the Saints see the Dolphins, the 23rd-ranked defense against running backs, in the semifinals. So you got some nice, easy matchups there. The thing, the reason Ingram made the list for me, I really think he could be a league winner if there's trouble with Kamara. Mm-hmm. The Saints have been pretty quiet about Kamara's injury. They hosted three free agent running backs after he got hurt and then signed Josh Adams to their practice squad. So the question that I have, it just seems to me like there's some smoke there in New Orleans that Kamara's injury might be a little more concerning than they're saying and that he might have trouble coming back or staying on the field. I don't know if you read things the same way, Sean. I, I think that that's – it's hard to know, you know, but I think that that is I, – I do pay attention to little things like who's who they bring in for a tryout and whatnot because if you feel real comfortable 
I know they like Ingram. You know, yeah. I don't I don't have any doubt about that. Um, so if you're bringing somebody in, then then there's there that's like a sets off like a little alarm bell for me. Like yeah. I'm not saying like if you've got Kamara, like you can't you have to throw the panic alarm yourself. I'm just saying um, the idea of of Ingram as kind of like a well, if things like he's going to be productive, I think regardless, but he's going to be really productive. If, if Kamara's if not Kamara's on the out. field. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason I'm a little more excited about Ingram, uh, in terms of being a league winner for me. Um, now the saints, the running backs don't have an easy road the entire way through. It's a little up and down versus matchups. Um, but they do have a handful of easy matchups. So, uh, I would I would roster Ingram if you're able to, and uh, he might pay off in a big way. Yeah, I mean he's he's probably at this point already been signed in free agency, or or he's been on somebody's team all throughout, um, just kind of waiting, you know. So you 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 might have to trade for him. Um, you probably aren't going to have to give up much. Yeah, that's the thing. So if somebody if if, if a team uh, has Ingram you know, on their roster and they're not a contender and they're looking just to get something for a guy that they're probably are going to get rid of in the off season, then, you know, you can probably throw a, a late round pick and, and, and pick up Ingram for the stretch. So, yep. all right. Miles Gaskin. Yeah. Miles Gaskin is a real frustrating player. I'll tell you that. First <laughs> of all, he's got, he's got guards stealing his touchdowns. We've already established that he doesn't have a whole lot of touchdowns to begin with. He needs every one of them. Um, so he's a frustrating guy, but I think there's, there's been a change when, um, on that team and, and there's, it's gone. Two things have happened, um, that are simultaneously, you know, bad and good or good and bad. Um, first of all, uh, he was averaging about 10 touches or targets, you know, handoffs or targets. I mean, I'm using that number because attempted attempted touches. This is called attempted touches. He's okay. averaging about ten through the first six weeks of the year. It was very frustrating to see like, why are they not using him? He was very productive last year. The last four weeks, it's doubled. So he is getting about he's averaging about twenty attempted touches um, per week um, the last four weeks. So that's a big change. Um, however, he's been a lot less efficient. So he's had uh, he's had a lot of weeks where it's fifteen carries for thirty two yards. Like that's not great. I'm I've just made I just made up those numbers. Right. But but it's, it's he's had several weeks where it's just not been terribly efficient. I don't necessarily think that's on him. Yeah, because I, he's already established that he can do it. Sure. Yeah. I I want <laughs> when you said that it brought to my I think he had like. 24 carries recently for like 48 yards or something like that. Like it was an astounding stat line. Yeah. It was a lot. It was, it wasn't, it was, I don't think he's had more than 20, but, but it was, he had 20 carries for like 37 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It was but they crazy. gave him 20 carries. Right. So you love that. You love that. And it, it, I don't think he, look, he's not Jonathan Taylor, right? Huh. But he is a guy that can be efficient, uh, and can be productive in a decent offense. And the question is, is that a decent offense? Uh, and, and are they monkeying around with other players? And, and what I'm seeing is they've shifted and they're going to try to use, utilize him as a weapon 
such as that he is. There's not somebody else that they're going to be playing. So they're they're riding the Gaskin train in <laughs> riding Miami. Riding the Gaskin. I feel like there's a better pun we could do. But, uh, yeah, they're riding the Gaskin train. Now, the playoffs, uh, with, down the stretch, they played the Jets twice. And as you already mentioned, the Jets are the worst defense against the run. Mm-hmm. That is going to help his numbers. That's going to help his numbers. They also play in the playoffs. They play the Saints and the Titans. Saints and Titans are pretty good. Um, so Gaskin is a guy that you can spot start him. You can't you can't go after and acquire Gaskin and then just think I'm just going to ride this guy. So you're going to have to spot start him. But basically, um, you know, they're basically they, they have. Um, the playoffs are that's 15, 16, 17. That's Jets, Saints, Titans. Um, prior to that, between now and then, it's the Jets, the Panthers, the Giants, and the bye week. And he's going to do really bad against the bye week for sure. We know that. Yeah, he's not going to score at all. Not gonna, I, I don't think he's going to get a single point. I'm going to call it right now. You in the reckoning? You put this guy, I got it. Zero points. <laughs> um, so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, just no. I mean, our me, humor. Me. Yeah. Uh, the, the, so the Jets, uh, you know, uh, he should have a good week this week. Um, Panthers are a good team against um, uh, against uh, running backs. The Giants are not. So we're looking at you know kind of like every other week, pretty much. You're going to be able to use them and then not use them, and use them and then not use them. But I do think he's somebody that a lot of people have kind of given up on, even though the volume numbers have gone up. Because the efficiency is not, people don't really feel comfortable with starting them. So I would probably try to acquire them. We also don't know what's going to happen with the Jets next year in the offseason. They might sign somebody. They might draft somebody. So uh, you might be able to get Gaskin for relatively cheap. But I think he can he can win games for you as long as you play the right matchups. Did you just say something about the Jets? I did. They played the Jets twice. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Why? I thought you said something about Gaskin being on the Jets. My mind was was wrong. I've got a new. You've done I, this like three times. Well, you accuse me of saying something, and then if you go back and listen to tape, I didn't say the thing that that's you accused me of. That's not true. I'm usually right, but uh, I just the reason I didn't hear what you said, Sean, is I have a great new idea. I'll share in a second. <laughs> My, <laughs> is it going to be on? Is it going to be on air? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Your, your, your great new idea. You're going to share it on air. I am. Should we do that before we get into quarterbacks? Yes. Because I'm you, done with Miles Gaskin. You're done with Gaskin? Yeah. Here's my great new idea. Okay. So last year in this episode, we identified David Montgomery as a league winner. Yes. And and that's a big, and then he was. big victory lap for us. Mm-hmm. So my idea was we had- And Jonathan Taylor, by the way. Yes, that's true. And that's he also true. went went nuts. Um. So my idea is to create the David Montgomery Award. Oh. Which is the the running back that we call- to be a league winner, or maybe the player we call to be a league winner, or maybe winner. well, no, it's not the one we call because that's just be giving us the award. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think what we do is the David Montgomery Award is the okay running back who blows up down the stretch. I like it and wins you a championship, whether we call it or not. We can do that in in the end and announce now, that a winner. I like that idea. Thank you. Yeah, is it justified that I stopped listening to you partway through your Miles Gaskin? No, I mean, because you just represent all the listeners, so <laughs> it's good. Let's talk about, let's talk about quarterback. All right. Uh, Derek Carr. Like, boy, I just, he's not, he's not a guy to get excited about easily here, but. Only Mrs. Carr. I think so. Although, he now that's a good-looking man. 
He, he's a good-looking dude. I yeah. ain't going to lie. So, uh, anyway, yeah. he is the quarterback 14 in points per game this season. <laughs> so you, now you're excited about talking about him? Is that where, is that where we're going with it? I don't I don't know. I, <laughs> it's okay. I'm just, it's right. I'm just moving on now. All right. Uh, so, he's doing decent. This is actually a pretty typical Derek Carr season, kind of right around that it is. high-end quarterback. It's a little tour. better than – he's been he, – the last couple of years, he's been a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he does face pretty good quarterback defenses the next two weeks in the Bengals and the Cowboys. But after that, in week 13, he gets Washington, which is the worst defense against quarterbacks. Then he gets the Chiefs in week 14. They're interesting. The, They're the worst against receivers and quarterbacks. Yes. I'm, interesting how that works. Yep. Uh, uh, the, he gets the Chiefs in week 14. They're the 31st ranked Oof. defense against quarterbacks. And then he gets the Browns in the wild card round. Uh, in week what? What was that? Week week fifteen. It, and, it's it used to just flow, but now you have to do, now you have to do math. Right, exactly. That's uh, so the Browns are the twenty seventh ranked defense against quarterbacks. So he's just got a really sweet slate of games there in weeks thirteen through fifteen. Mm-hmm. He does face a tough Broncos squad versus quarterbacks in the semifinals, but then gets the Colts in the finals. Do you think the Broncos are still going to be a tough squad now that they don't have Ron Miller? Ooh, that's a good question. I just, I just, you know, leave that open. Like yep. you, you, we are saying, it was, a, it's a tough squad, but there's a change on that defense. That's true. We, we might want to monitor how the Broncos do going forward. Yep. See if you can start them in the semis. Because I don't, I don't start, hate, I don't start Carr in the semis. I don't hate Carr against a Von Miller-less Broncos team necessarily. Yeah. I mean, depending on what your other options are, but it, it's not like, um, I, it's to me that's not like is like a no-go zone necessarily. That's so. a good point, Sean. Uh, I don't think I mentioned, I, I said they get the Colts or Carr gets the Colts in the finals. They're 25th against quarterbacks. So, so basically every week with the possible exception of the Von miller list Broncos, he's Carr's just, got easy as pie matchups. Well, not until week uh, 13. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. next two <clears throat> weeks are tough. But, but I'm talking about the, the, yes. the final stretch. Down the stretch, he's yep. looking good. Okay, I like that. I'm in, I'm in. I'm, right. in, I'm in on Derek Carr. All right. That handsome devil whatever you want to call him all right uh and then there's a couple of guys you just you just brought up the fact that washington football team is the worst defense against quarterbacks and wide receivers which begs how's it not the detroit lions i'm just bringing up the detroit lions for johnny hi johnny (laughs) um but uh so that begs, like, does anybody play Washington? That's like, the question I asked you. Who exactly. plays Washington twice? That's a great and question. And the answer to that question is? The Philadelphia Eagles. There you go. The so, Eagles. And the Eagles. But the reason we haven't talked too much about Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith is... Um, <laughs> you can't really You can't get, get them. them. Yeah. Like, people, nobody's going to trade you those guys right I now. I mean, so. they some little trade. You offer enough. Anybody's tradable, but you're not going to want to probably go buy those guys at this point. I think Hertz is a guy that um, some, Not, there are people who have him who want to sell him high, right? They don't view him as a long-term viable okay. player, and they think, oh, he is whatever he's right now, QB6, something like that. I'm going to sell him right now while I get him. And, you know, you're probably overpaying for a, a guy by buying him high. But if you can play him down the stretch and then win, might, a and win a championship, then it's worth it, right? Because that's why we do this. Right. That's a good, yeah. You've changed my mind a little bit on Hertz. I think he might be I don't think, you know, Devontae Smith is, no one's going to give up Devontae Smith for anything. You know, you're not going to get a bargain on that guy. Right. I know I'm not (laughs) giving him up. 
All right, so now oh, to territory is... where other, other podcasts, podcasts fear to go. tread. That's right. All right. We're... Do I do kickers or defense? Do you do kickers first? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch on kickers and defenses that you might want to. Yeah, is this more well, of a streaming conversation? So, so it is a little bit. So I, I, this is how I approach it. If you've got, uh, you know, a few kickers, right? That you know, you've got. I'm just trying to think of who are the ones that you're just going to ride that guy. Um, what's well, his name in Baltimore? Baltimore, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, Justin Tucker. Thank we you. we never talk about. What's so funny is that I have Justin Tucker on my team. I still remember his name. <laughs> wow. So uh, it's because it's kickers, right? And and actually, I acquired Justin Tucker, um, so I would never have to go down this this stretch. But this is what I did last year, and what I've done other years, and it's been successful for me in the playoffs, which is to kind of create enough roster space so you can put on two guys and then you can play matchups. And I'm going to suggest two specific guys that I believe if you play in a league with kickers are probably available or gettable. And that's Jason Myers of the Seattle Seahawks and Jason Sanders of the Miami Dolphins. They, this is kicker 17. Matt Myers is in, at least in our, like every scoring Every team, every league's got a little different format. These are under our rules of 17 and 19. We give a few extra points for yardage. Um, so that might be a little bit different from everybody else. But we could throw out how we do it because I actually kind of like it. I like it, except for I still feel kickers get scored, get too many points. But, Probably. But, but basically we get yardage. You don't get points for the, for the field goal. You get points for the yardage. So, so if, if you, you kick, kick a... 29-yard field goal, you get 2.9 points. Right. You kick a 64-yard field goal, you get 6.4 points. Mm-hmm. So so there is, um, if you're, if you, uh, the reason why we do it is uh, because we want to reward not just players that are on good offenses, but to re- reward talented players. Um, and I think you could also do yardage like that, like you do for other positions, and then also give the three points as well. Mm. Would might bounce things out a little bit, but then you're starting to give up a lot of points to kickers, and right. I, I don't like kickers anyway. So if we're going to do it, I'm just saying, this is yeah. what we do. Yeah. You do what you want to do. But it, it, if you're going to do with kickers, it's not a bad system. Right. It rewards those kickers that get put out there for 55-yard uh, Yeah, Yeah. If you, if you got a kicker that can't kick, kick 50, beyond 50, like the, you're, you're not likely to – to get those you might get him if he gets four field goals that are like all like 32 yards fine but like you know you get one guy that pumps out a couple 50 yarders and it's worth just as much so right. any rate jason myers jason sanders actually both good kickers they're both are are, are are good at football good at kicking footballs um and uh you know so myers basically uh, beyond after this week he he basically everybody he, he kicks against is Average to bad against kickers um, and culminating with the championship game against the worst team against kickers, which is the Lions, the Detroit Lions. Oh, they, the mention? Lions finally make an appearance here. Yeah. Well, yes. I, I kind of forced it before, but now they actually are, are out there. Um, also, the Lions are tied with the Jets. They're both bad against kickers. Um, Wait, they're, bo- they're both the worst? They're both they're tied for oh, the wow. worst against kickers. Okay. Yeah. Um, Again, it depends on your scoring system, but sure. at least on what I looked it up, that's what it was. All right. Um, Sanders plays the Lions twice, so he gets uh, he gets the advantage of playing the Lions twice. So if you 
can acquire Myers and Sanders and use them as a duo, I'm just going to tell you what your end-of-season stretch looks like. Okay. Ready? Yes. Uh, week 11, Sanders against the Jets, 32nd, right? Yep. Week 12, Myers against the Washington football team, 26th. Not, not great. Sanders against the New York Giants in week 13, also tied for 26th. There's a lot of teams that are tied for 26. There's four of them. Oh, yeah, a lot of ties. Yeah. Myers versus the Texans in week 14, 26th. Sanders versus the Jets, 32nd. Myers versus the Bears, 26th. That's the other team. That's, that's, there's four of them. And week 17, Myers versus the Lions. So basically, you're, you're kicking against yeah. the worst teams in the league against kickers every single week. So... Uh, maybe you don't can't answer this question, but like teams aren't. Le- I'm sure I can answer it. I'm not sure the answer will be right. <laughs> teams aren't just legitimately bad against kicker. This is a reflection of the defenses. Yeah, I'm it's guessing, well or? okay. So I think it's a reflection of bad against kickers. Probably means you're not a great defense, except for you you stiffen up on the goal line, okay. right? So if if you uh, you you're such a child, <laughs> <laughs> literally. It wasn't like it wasn't like I said something like stiffens up against tight ends. I said stiffens up on the goal line, you child. Anyway, uh, um, anyway, the uh, uh, yeah. So I think that that's usually what it is. It's usually is like like you know like a team that is soft in between the twenties. And <laughs> my God, I can't, I can't continue. You're killing me. I'm so, I don't know. I feel what like you're I'm, I'm doing about. this with uh, Horatio Sands from okay. Saturday Night Live. Sorry, I'm, I'm pulling it together now. Yeah, keep it together. Anyway, so that's yeah. if okay. if you're gonna if you're if you don't have a Justin Tucker, yeah, then get get Myers and Sanders and just alternate them. I like that. I, I like that, Sean. It's a good strategy. Mm-hmm. All right. Next Do you up. also? You said you carry a couple of kickers if you're making a serious run. Do you do that with defenses too, or no? You can. Um, certainly you can, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a, uh, necessarily a, um, I tried the two that I picked, um, are, are defenses that I think are gettable bucks might be tough. You might actually have to trade for the bucks, which is hard to give up anything for a defense, Yeah, but it might be worth it. I'll explain why, um, that doesn't necessarily match up with my other the one, uh, my other uh, possibility that I would recommend, um, but yes, it, if you can find, uh, I do like the idea of having if you can have the, save the roster spot for two, two defenses, and find two that fit together. Um, I think that's a good strategy. Um, then you can just alternate. You can play your better matchup every week. And um, so, if you don't have like right now, the Cowboys are probably a really good defense. I think. Um, you get uh, Trayvon Diggs, and he's getting interceptions every week. I, I think that's a good one. There are others that are, are are good ones. It's not quite as obvious as a Justin Tucker, but like um, I think with what you really, I I always look for are um, defenses that are playing against inexperienced, crappy quarterbacks, yeah. right? Uh, and crappy doesn't mean they're. For, I'm not panning the person overall but you want rookies you're playing against trevor lawrence you're playing against zach wilson you're playing against justin fields mm-hmm. that's great um because mistakes lead to defensive yeah and points. you know yeah either sacks or fumbles or interceptions all of those things become more on the table 
So the two that I think that I like the matchups down the stretch are the Bucks, which, as I said, might be a little harder to get because right now they're third, at least in our scoring system. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, uh, they've got a real nice end of season. So um, they are uh, week 11 this week. It's the Giants. Um, again, Danny Dimes, not the most reliable quarterback. History of fumbles. Uh, they're 22nd um, at giving up points to defenses. Or actually, 22nd would be. Per, per, it's tough when you're talking about defenses. Right. The the high, When I say a number, if it's 32nd, I, what I mean is that they are likely to give up points to your defense. Oh, okay. Oof, this is a big paradigm we always every, every time we do the defenses, it's like this. Okay. No, this is basically how we've done it before yeah. with the other positions. It just sounds weird when you're talking about defenses. Okay. So 32 you, is a, somebody you want your defense to go against 32. Okay. Right? Okay. So just giant- like – just like what we talked about with all the other positions. So, okay. week uh, week seventeen, Jets. All right, Zach Wilson. How many interceptions can he throw in that game? A lot. <laughs> week sixteen, Carolina. Now with Cam, it's a little different. Uh, they have been twenty uh, fifth, but actually, I think uh, Cam is not necessarily known as the most um, conservative quarterback as mm-hmm. well. So I think that I don't know that helps them. Week 15, uh, New Orleans, I don't necessarily think that's um, a great matchup, but it's also like I don't know that that's uh, necessarily terrible depending on who's playing quarterback for that team right now. Um, and and uh, they also get Atlanta, I think, in week 13, so that's a good matchup as well. The rest of the matchups aren't great. Um, week 12 is Indianapolis. Week 14 is Buffalo. Those are two pretty conservative, not turning the ball over type type uh teams okay. um but i do like you know and if you happen to play in week 18 uh it's carolina again so uh uh you shouldn't be playing week 18 unless it's like for us it's like uh right. overtime right if there's a tie in our um our super bowl then we go to overtime and that's in week 18 so also that's a rule that i, I like people to do um the other team which is much more gettable is the Niners, um, and they are only 12th right now, so decent chance that they're available. Um, they play Jacksonville this week. That's a great matchup. Um, then they play Minnesota the following week, the next week, which is, is not a great matchup. Kirk has been pretty secure mm-hmm. with the football this year. Yep. Um, after that, Seattle 17th, Cincinnati 21st, and then um, – the playoffs, Atlanta 29th, Tennessee 14th, and Houston at 31st. Mm. So I think you can win with the Niners, especially in the playoffs. I, yeah. really, I really like the Atlanta and Houston. you got to survive Tennessee week 16. Um, but without Derrick Henry, I don't know what what uh, how conservative that offense is going to be, so I'm not necessarily afraid of it. Yeah. So Niners are, are, are really, I think, are really you're really the only – week you're going to struggle to get points with the Niners defense is probably week 12 Minnesota. All right. So yeah, maybe, maybe go after that Niners defense a little more acquirable and a pretty solid stretch there after week 12 against Minnesota. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, Ooh. I know it's, it's uh who else talks about defense and kickers, right? Nobody. This is Nobody the one stop shop. Yep. Steel salary cap fantasy football <laughs> podcast. We're the only ones. <laughs> 
All right. We'll take that to the bank. Take that to the bank, people. We got right. some league winners there. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this adventure. Uh, we appreciate it. We had a good time. Uh, check out our Facebook group called The Steel Pod if you're not already a part of that group. You can find me on Twitter at SteelPod. I'm at SteelPod Sean. And we've got some exciting episodes coming up, but I can't tell you what they are at the moment. Because <laughs> I forgot to look yet again. But join us next week. And uh, until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the SteelPod Facebook group. And follow us on Twitter at SteelPod. Thank you.